Warning. The following content has been deemed inappropriate for the radio. It may also be inappropriate for children, offices, or sensitive grandparents. Live from the Bell House in Brooklyn, New York, this is Ask Me Another, NPR and WNYC's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia. I'm your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Now, if you were to ask me what is going to rise up and take over the planet, I think the answer is simple. Smartphones. When's the last time you remember looking down and just seeing the ground? (laughs) Years. Years. The machines are taking over people. But you know who I'd like to see rise up and take over the planet? Apes. Which brings me to our VIP this week, who just happens to play Caesar in the Planet of the Apes movies. And you may also know him as Gollum from Lord of the Rings. Our very important puzzler is Andy Serkis. And let's say hello to a man who puts the prime in primate, our one-man house band, Jonathan Colton. Hello, everybody. Our first game is called How to Succeed at Trivia. So let's welcome our contestants, Allison Jones and Miriam Manber. Miriam, how do you think uh, you will succeed in this trivia game? A Wikipedia K-hole. <laughs> You're going to go into a Wikipedia K-hole? It's just, I spend a lot of time on Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> that is a, uh, that's a fascinating hobby. Thank you. Yeah, so are you aware of like what's accurate and inaccurate? Like, do you care about that or just like reading it? Absolutely not. You don't care? No. Just, you just... Gobble it up. Mm-hmm. All right, very good. Allison, how do you think you succeed at a trivia game? Uh, well, I brought my friend Lindsay with me, so we just created like an elaborate series of hand signals for her to like feed me the answers. Oh, okay. I mean, I studied really hard. I, I got this. <laughs> you studied hard for a game that you have no idea what it's about. Yeah, yeah, I, I just studied all the things. It's fine. I like it. You guys are both just like, I know everything, and that's how I'll <laughs> succeed. That's a, that is really, the confidence is fantastic. In this game, we're going to give you the clues to titles of books, films, and songs that start with the word how. So, with an example, here's our puzzle guru, Art Chung. So if we said, Ted Mosby finally noticed her during the weekend of Barney and Robin's wedding, that's how I met your mother. Makes sense, right? I was really hoping that would be like an actual question, so now you like totally took away the answer that I was like, right, you ready know what? You for. Both, you both get one point just for <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> yes. To earn the point, ring in and give us the title. The winner of this round will move on to the Ask Me One More Final Round at the end of the show. He and his dog Max snuck into town in the middle of the night, taking their presents, their trees, and cleaning out the icebox as quick as a flash. He even took their last can of hoo hash. Allison. How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Yes, exactly. Although you'd be tempted to slay that large, scary lizard, don't do it. Instead, make him a tail and teach him how to fly again so that he can someday save your Viking village. Allison. How to train your dragon. That's right. Nice. And there's a sequel, right? It's called, like, Dragon Get Me a Drink or something like that? Yeah. (laughs) You should smile, be a good listener, and take a genuine interest in others, according to Dale Carnegie. 
Miriam. Um, <laughs> um, how to get a, make friends and influence people something? Um, <laughs> there's one key word. Sorry, I can't give it to you. <laughs> Wow. wow. I know, it's harsh. I, it's, a, it's an important cool. word. <laughs> it's an important word, huh? It's an important All right. word. Are you going to let Allison uh, oh, yes, steal? Allison, do you... Is it you... how to win friends and influence people? Yeah, it's how to win friends. I'm sorry. Ooh, rough crowd. Wow. Oh, boy. <laughs> Nobody likes that call. I'm not making friends here. <laughs> just... Nor are yeah. you winning them. Yeah. <laughs> do we have a book for you? The Prescott and Rawlings families migrated to California, and after fighting the Civil War, defeating outlaws, and building railroads, the Pacific Coast was finally settled. Allison. How the West was won? Indeed, you got it. For a magazine article, hook up with a desperate advertising executive, then throw tantrums, complain about his cooking, interrupt his guy's night, and in just a week and a half, he'll be gone. Or so you think. Allison. How to lose a guy in 10 days. Yes! According to this hit song by The Fray, step one, you say we need to talk. He walks, you say sit down. It's just a talk. Miriam. How to save a life. That's right. Wikipedia paid off right there. No, no, Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy. (laughs) It's always one thing or the other. Yeah. She took a vacation to the Cayman Islands where she met the young and handsome Winston Shakespeare, freeing her from her stressful professional life. (laughs) Yep. Allison. How to marry a millionaire? No, but uh, that's an interesting idea. Miriam? How to eat, pray, love. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, how to eat, pray, love. Go to the Cayman Islands and meet Winston Shakespeare. Uh, Anyone out there? How Stella got her groove back? My groove is still very gone, so I don't know. Amen, sister. All right, this is your last clue. Put the liquid form of H2O in a pot and bring it to 212 degrees Fahrenheit. That's just one of the simple cooking tips from a long-running Food Network show. Uh, Miriam. How to boil water. You got it. Yes. (laughs) Puzzle Groove. Art Chung. Yes. How did our contestants do? Well, answering more questions correctly is how Allison did it, because she is our winner. Congratulations, Allison. We will see you at the end of the show for Ask Me One More final round. Thank you so much, Miriam, as well. This game is called The Most Unusual Tea Shop in the World. Oh, no. And our contestants (laughs) to play it are Matt Jacobs and Eleanor Oppenheim. Have either of you heard that British slogan, uh, can't beat a cuppa in a crisis? Now I have. Yeah, it's yeah. a good one. That is actually First time. for tea, which is exciting. Uh, and of course, our VIP is Andy Circus, and we thought, you know, he's British, we should have some tea in the green room. And I was trying to think, like, what blend of tea is, like, calming, but is fun? Uh, so we put Long Island iced tea back there. <laughs> <laughs> 
right? That's how you start a Saturday morning. What is your go-to uh, lift-your-spirits drink, Eleanor? I'm, I'm a simple gal. It's just coffee. I like that about you. Thank you. I like that about you. <laughs> I like the way you said that. I'm a simple gal. I was like, wow. <laughs> Easy I want, to please. Yeah, I was like, I want whatever she's having immediately. <laughs> Matt, how about you? I'm a vodka gimlet fan in the summer. Vodka gimlet. Just very, saying. very classy. <laughs> So in this game, you own a tea shop, and I'm in the market for specific and unusual blends of tea. So I'll give you a description, and you'll tell me what it's called. Puzzle Guru Archung, how about an example? So if I said, I'm looking for some tea that will encourage faithfulness or devotion, you'd say, yes, we sell loyal tea. Ah. (laughs) It's basically a thinly veiled word game, and the answers will all be words or phrases that end in T. Okay, and to get the point, you must answer my little question by saying, yes, we sell blank. Okay? So, I'm looking for some tea that will make me famous, like the people in Us Weekly. Do you sell it? Eleanor. Uh, Would that be royalty? We have royalty? Are they in the... She's in the thing. Kate, no? (laughs) She's always in it. I'm sorry, the the key word was, they will make me famous. Matt. Uh, Why, yes, we carry celebrity. That is what Uh. we're looking for, yes. (laughs) I'm looking for some tea that will help me move quickly and easily. Do you sell it? Matt. Yes, we carry agility. Oh, fantastic. Thank you. I'm sure that has a lot of caffeine in it. I'm looking for some tea that, according to an old saying, killed the cat. Matt. Yes, we carry curiosity. Yes, you do. I'm looking for some tea that has the same name as that 1983 police album with the single Every Breath You Take on it. Eleanor. Ooh, I finally got that buzzer working. We, yes, we have synchronicity. Yes, fantastic. I'm looking for some tea named after a Japanese character with a red bow and no mouth. Eleanor. Yes, we have Hello Kitty. Yes, we do. Okay, this is your last clue. We're looking for some tea that is so fucking good, the censors will have to bleep it out. Matt. This is my favorite kind of tea. Yes, we carry profanity. Are we accepting that? We are accepting that. Yes, that is correct, Matt. The other possibility was obscenity, but profanity works perfectly. How did our contestants do, Art? It was a tough game, but Matt is our winner. Congratulations, Matt. Great game, guys. And Matt, you'll be moving on to our final round coming at the end of the show. What is it like to wear a hooded unitard covered in ping pong balls for days on end? We're about to find out when we talk to our VIP actor, Andy Serkis. So stick around. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is NPR's Ask Me Another. Thanks for listening to Ask Me Another, and Pop Culture Happy Hour is celebrating summer with a live show in Brooklyn on Tuesday, August 19th, so come to the Bell House for a fun night of games and quizzes and hilarious discussions of all things pop culture. Special guests include me, Ophira Eisenberg, 
and our house musician Jonathan Colton, so you can't miss it. Buy tickets on Monday. Just go to popculturetickets.org. listening to Ask Me Another from NPR and WNYC. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and hanging out with us is our one-man house band, Jonathan Colton, and our puzzle guru, Art Chung. Now let's welcome our very important puzzler. He's a British actor and director who's played everything from The Fool in King Lear to Albert Einstein to our precious Gollum. Please welcome Andy Serkis. Well, hello. Hello. I enjoyed Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. I, re- I rooted for the apes the whole time. Did you? Yeah, I really wanted them to win. It's supposed to be like really win. balanced, and you're supposed to write not care for either, but... No, absolutely not. I was like, boo humans. <laughs> um, you bring these non-human characters to life using a method called motion and performance capture. It's just called performance capture. It's just actually. called performance. I mean, that's okay. If we're really going to be kind of like straight down the line. Well, you you are the best at it. Well, so. I don't know about the best, but I mean, I have a go. <laughs> you do have a go. For people who don't know what that entails, mm. can you explain what, uh, what, how you have to dress? And Yeah, yeah. So performance capture technology is basically, it's another bunch of cameras. So, you know, you have film cameras filming actors' performances, but performance capture cameras film in 360 degrees. And instead of wearing a costume and makeup and going on set and being filmed, you put on a unitard. Okay, it's not very flattering, and uh, and if you are in New Orleans in 100% humidity playing an ape, no one wants to stand near you. But anyway, that's off topic. The the thing is, performance capture is you you wear these markers, reflective markers, and and, and the infrared cameras pick up all this information. You wear a head-mounted camera wearing markers all over your face, and every single muscle movement, every single part of your performance um, is caught, which is why it's called performance capture, and is translated into a computer, and then it's added to a rig, which is the avatar character that you're playing, in this case um, Caesar in uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Is it pretty comfortable? I wouldn't say it was comfortable. (laughs) I, I would say there are moments where it's distinctly uncomfortable, but okay. actually, as far as, you know, if I put it this way, if I had to go back to 1968 and wear the makeup that John Chambers made for the original Planet of the Apes series, right. I think I would rather wear a, a unitard. The lycra, the lycra yeah, yeah, unitard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said you're the best person in the world. You're like, I have a good go at it. But you are the go-to guy for these roles. I mean, people consider you one of the best at it. And I'm just wondering, you know, Why? is it because of you? Is it because of your um, super expressive face? Or is it uh, because you know how to do great voices? Like, what do you think it is that makes you the best? I don't, well, for one, I don't think I'm the best. But that, and I'm not just being falsely modest. I think, I think I happen to have stepped into a period of time where this technology was starting to be used. And I happened to play a character that really made it sort of fairly well known. But then I think after that, I, I realized what an amazing tool it was, what an amazing kind of uh, technology it was. Because kind of philosophically, from an acting point of view, what it does is it enables you to play absolutely anything. So I went from playing Gollum to King Kong. So, you know, going from a, a kind of three-and-a-half-foot ring junkie to a 25-foot gorilla <laughs> meant to me that the world of typecasting was over. And suddenly there, there were these incredible opportunities and brilliantly written roles. And so I, I kind of embraced it, really. And, and so I think the, the fact is I've ridden along on a very, very exciting wave of playing exciting, really interesting characters using this technology. But the fact of the matter is more and more actors are doing it and great actors. And, and so I don't think it's a, a case of being better than anyone. I'm going to say it. you're the best. Well, Anyhow... You. 
I just went through all that so you would say that. Andy, we're going to subject you to your own Ask Me Another Challenge in just a little bit. (laughs) But right now, you're going to help us out with a phoner game. Okay. All right. Hello, you're on Ask Me Another. Hello, this is Joe Smith calling from Lincoln, Nebraska. Hello, Joe. Hey, Joe. Hello. All right, Joe, this game is called Circus Life uh, because it's all about Andy's circus. So we've asked Andy some random questions about what he likes. Uh, For example, this is an example. Which band does he like better, the Kinks or the Who? Andy, how did you answer that question? How would you? I I, I answered the Who. The Who. All right. Uh, Yeah. That sounds... So you've got a (laughs) 50-50 chance of... We'll start with an easy one. Uh, If we asked Andy, would you rather be a gorilla or a chimpanzee, what do you think he said? Well, based on his work in the Planet of the Apes, I would assume he'd rather be a chimp. Hmm. What do you think, Andy? I think you're wrong, actually, (laughs) because... Well, no, actually, I'd rather be a bonobo. Um, Oh. Because we all know what bonobos are capable of. Andy went to St. Benedict's School in Ealing. We asked him if he had attended Hogwarts, which house would he have been in? Gryffindor? Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw, or Slytherin? Oh, well, this isn't a 50-50, so I don't know how I'm going to do on this. I know, we changed it up to 25, 25, 25, 25. Well, I'd have to say probably Slytherin. Uh, You're right. (laughs) Joe, why did you pick Slytherin? I don't know. Uh, it seemed about the most appropriate for the facial work. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know what that means. Joe. I don't know what that means either. I don't know what that means either. If Andy had to join the circus, and by that I mean a circus circus, which would be brilliant. This is our new idea. Anyways, which do you think he would like to be? A lion tamer, a ringleader, or a clown? No, oh, I... I would go with a clown. Oh. Seems more fun. Andy's making a fun. sad face. Wrong. Um, I think I'd like to be a lion tamer, actually. Yeah. Do you know why? Because I, I guess that, that would be provide the most audience entertainment if something went really badly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to be there when, you know... Right, if it goes poorly, you really still badly. get a huge... The audience love you, right? <laughs> That's a fail-safe act. Yeah. You're right. Uh, Joe, I have no idea how you did, but I'm going to consider that a win for you. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> so we are going to send you your very own Ask Me Another Anagram t-shirt. Congratulations oh. and thank you so much. <laughs> Andy, we are going to get your game loaded up and bring you back in just a little while. So get excited. Andy Circus, everybody. Do you wish you could use motion capture to appear on our stage as a contestant? Well, thanks to technology, we have found another way. It's called phoning in. If you would like to be a phone contestant on Ask Me Another, just send us an email at askmeanother at npr.org, and we'll use the magic speech machine to talk to you soon. Let's meet our next two contestants, Ben Ash and Rachel Jacobs. (laughs) 
Now, you guys are going to be playing a music game, which is exciting. Uh, now, when you enter a room, if you could pick any music to be sort of your walk-on music, what song would you choose? Oh, that's easy. The Imperial March. <laughs> okay. There. See, that's how you learn about someone quickly. Uh, ben, how about you? Uh, Danger Zone by Kenny Loggins. <laughs> no question. You both are evil, basically. You're both evil. <laughs> So this game is called Place That Band, and Jonathan Colton, why don't you take it away? I'm going to take it away. In this game, you will have to identify various music artists and bands that took their names from a geographic location. Could be a city, state, country, or continent. For each clue, we have taken a song by that artist and changed the lyrics to be about that place. So to get the question right, you have to name the band, and then you can get a bonus point for naming the original song. Got it? All right. Mm -hmm. All right. Here we go. (laughs) Took a train this morning, New England bound. Got off in Back Bay, a city strong. Cobblestone streets and schools renowned. Walked to Fenway, took me all day long. (laughs) Rachel? Um, that's Boston. That is correct. (laughs) For a bonus point, can you name the original song? More Than a Feeling. That's right. Yeah. That is Kansas's dust in the wind. That's right. <laughs> Both points at once. Slam dunk. They constantly bicker. Isn't it funny? But they want to be partners and use the same money. I guess there's no UK to blame. They're not in the zone. Will they ever invade us again? It's a tiny continent. Ben? That is Europe's The Final Countdown. Yeah. I had to stop myself from doing the... uh... (laughs) Okay, here we go. I never meant to go so far with you. Home on Japan and parts of Russia too Remember when you made an angry face When I said how long it takes to cross this place It's more than four billion people Living in many countries Four billion people, some of them tired Rachel. Asia. That's Heat right. of the moment. Yeah, you got it. 
Ben, you're mad. I so had that one also, but she deserves <laughs> it. She deserves it. what your heart meant. <laughs> I can't believe we found the perfect game for two people. I'm loving this. I'm loving this right now. <laughs> well, I tried to sail to Asia, but I got so damn depressed. Then I boarded the Santa Maria, and then we all headed west. It turns out there is a landmass with two continents so fine. As a sailor, it sure was a waste of time. America? Yes, that's correct. Can you name the song? Uh, Sister Golden Hair. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Nice. Rachel, you seemed sort of unsure there for a second, and it freaked me out. I had no idea what the name of the band was, and then uh, the clues actually helped. (laughs) Well, then it's working. The game is working. (laughs) This is your last clue. Almost heaven, Colorado, Rocky Mountains, land of many rivers. Air is thin here, thinner than at sea Makes it hard to breathe in, especially if you ski Let's go down to this town With blue skies all around Mile High City, home to Quiznos and Chipotle Mexican Grill Ben John Denver Take Me Home Country Road That's right yeah. Alright, how'd they do? With such evenly matched contestants it's appropriate that it's a tie Oh my goodness Hands on your buzzers Here's your tiebreaker this 1970s band took their name from the Manhattan neighborhood where one of their members was spotted dancing in a Native American costume. Ben. I totally spaced out. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go say YMCA, but that is not even oh! the name of the band. Rachel? The Village People. That's right. <laughs> so close. So that was, uh, it's a heartbreaker. That's a heartbreaker right there. you. Work together. They work That's together. That's a better way of looking at if it. If this yeah. was Canada, you both would win. But in this case, <laughs> Rachel, congratulations. You'll be moving on to our final round at the end of the show. Welcome to the stage, Diana Garten and Cleo Conde. So here's an odd question for you, but what is your favorite season and why, Diana? Um, my favorite season's fall yes. because pumpkin, apple, everything, and it's the best for layering, <laughs> and layering's the best. And the <laughs> colors are beautiful. Yes, I agree with everything you said. I love the layering. I, I'm pro-layering. Cleo, how about you? I would have to say summer because minimal clothing. <laughs> opposite takes so on it. So the exact opposite. <laughs> yes. No layering. Ebony ivory. One layer for Cleo. <laughs> no layers. No layers. 
So this game is called Fairweather Friends, which you guys kind of are already. But this is about famous folks and fictional characters who have weather-related names. Yeah, I know. Good, right? <laughs> so we'll give you the clues to a person or character and the weather condition, and you tell us their name. And here is a little weather forecast for you now. The pun warning has been upgraded <laughs> to a pun watch. Uh-oh. <laughs> so please be very careful out there. This co-anchor on CBS This Morning and Oprah's best friend is a force to be reckoned with. Cleo. Gail. King? Yes, Gail King, exactly. <laughs> it's hard to believe that a frozen body of water would come straight out of Compton, but this rapper-turned-actor keeps cool with a career that goes from Friday to next Friday and to the Friday after next. Cleo. Ice Cube. Yes, Ice Cube. Thunder always comes in second place to this red-bodied Disney speed demon, a hotshot race car who travels around like an electric discharge of high voltage. Diana. Lightning McQueen. Lightning McQueen, (laughs) yes. I was taken straight from like a Disney press release. (laughs) Thunder always comes in second place. It's not a kid's movie. (laughs) On Three's Company, her character's name was Chrissy Snow, but this actress's real last name conjures thoughts of a much warmer season. Cleo. Suzanne Summers. That's right. (laughs) Yes. All right, this is your last question. This Pearl Jam singer's voice behaves like a current of air or water running against the predominant flow. Cleo. Eddie Vedder. That's right. Taken from one of his press releases. Well done. Not true. He's so foxy, too. All right, Art, how did they do? (laughs) It's Cleo Skies for Cleo because she is our winner. Congratulations, Cleo. We'll see you for the final round at the end of the show. Coming up, we'll find out how well our VIP Andy Circus knows the British language. They call it English, but is it? Find out by staying tuned. This is Ask Me Another from NPR. Welcome back to Ask Me Another, NPR and WNYC's Hour of Trivia, Puzzles, and Word Games. I'm Ophira Eisenberg. Now please welcome back our very important puzzler, Andy Serkis. Right now, if someone wanted to offer you like the acting role of your dream, are you more excited to play a character that is non-human, nothing like you, or would you like to uh, step into a, you know, be yourself Disappear into a human role. Uh, yeah, you know, the fact of the matter is, truly and honestly, if it, was a, it, it all depends on the script and the character. And if it was a great character that was performance capture, I'd do it over a, a reasonably good on, you know, live action performance role. So, Caesar, you were excited about that. Very much so. But, of course, it's not like there's a computer generating the voice. That no. is you. Correct. And now the apes can speak. Yes. And you have to decide how that will sound. So, did yeah. you watch... 
I don't know. Watch it's been apes some... speaking videos. Yeah, did you watch some apes speak? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I watched a load of those, and they were all very informative. And, um, no, I mean, the thing is, so, so what you do is, yes, you study apes, and I have done, spent a lot of time uh, researching apes, and, uh, in fact, for King Kong, I went to Rwanda and watched apes, in, uh, you know, gorillas in the wild and all the rest of it, and, and studied apes in zoos, and, you know, observed the difference between apes in captivity, and which reflect humans' uh, behaviour a lot more and their rhythms and so on. Um, and then you go to somewhere like Rwanda, and they are like blissed-out hippies, basically. I mean, they're just like incredibly relaxed and, and wonderful to be around. And uh, and then and then you t- but you take all this research, and then you, it's all about character, really. After that, it's about okay, who is Caesar, and what's his journey, and where, where what's what's going on, and he's a very conflicted, you know, complex ape. Uh, I'm sure every day someone comes up to you on the street and does their Gollum impression for you. Every day. Every seriously, does that? Pretty much. Yeah. And I know we were talking about how you voiced the apes, but of course Tolkien didn't say, here's how Gollum should sound. Uh, so how do you devise that when you have nothing to go with? Well, uh, yeah, so Gollum, um, you know, he's called Gollum because of the way he sounds, according to Tolkien. And so I had to find something that, was, that felt, you know, like, it, like there was some sort of choking going on. So I based it around the notion of that he was an, a, a ring addict. You know, he was addicted to the ring in some way. But, but mostly it was because he was guilty over the murder of his cousin, because, of course, he kills his cousin to take the ring. And he strangles his cousin. So really for him, he carries the memory and the guilt in his throat. But I also wanted something that was going to be a kind of involuntary action so that it was like a spasm that uh, forces uh, Gollum, Gollum's voice out. So I actually based it on, on uh, my cat coughing up fur balls. <laughs> and, um, and so, I mean, so, for, I don't know if you remember, but he sort of, uh, well, I mean, if I can, if you, how many of you have got cats? Uh, yeah, right. Okay, so, so Diz, I had a cat called Diz after Dizzy Gillespie, and he came into the kitchen and uh, um, he just started going... <laughs> And so I thought, God, well, that's really interesting, because actually, um, if you put that and then the guilt of, of creating the character, then you get then something... And that's how it came out. So I thought... We, we're going to go to this game. I have to ask, my husband would kill me and I would not be married anymore if I did not ask you about Star Wars for one second. So can you tease anything about Star Wars? Okay, what do you want to know? Can you tease anything about anything. it? Yeah, anything. Okay, I'm not Yoda. Good. <laughs> See, now I'm going to be married. Oh. Longer. So clearly, uh, you're British. <laughs> Is it that obvious? How, how often do you spend uh, time in America? Um, in America land, I, I don't really spend that much time. Well, I come over here and I do, you know, do work, yeah. and then I go and then I go home. But I'm, I'm very, I am very much, you know, based in the UK. Okay, um, so my, you my, still speak fluent British. Uh, uh, yeah, I reckon. Okay, that's good because what we would like to do. Uh, well, your game is called "God Save the Queen's English." Absolutely. Because we'd like you to expand our vocabulary. Uh, because between the prams and the trolleys and the wankers, we can't understand everything that they say on BBC. So, with that in mind, let's welcome your teammate, Topher Ziobro. Oh. Hi, Topher. Hi. How's it going? Uh, good. This is Andy Circus. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> 
Now, this is not your first time performing, though. You have a bit of a performance background. As uh, a friend I worked with likes to call it, I went to college to become a doctor, and I came home a stuffed animal. What, in what sense were you a stuffed animal? Uh, I graduated and became a professional mascot. Oh, for a sports mascot? Yes. Okay, yeah. and uh, yeah. what animal or stuffed animal are you? Uh, I was five uh, different okay, ones. Yeah. Uh, but my favorite uh, was probably Yojo. He was a, uh <laughs> ambiguous blue character. Uh, but we taught kids at elementary schools about bullying and about the importance of learning. Through a oh, fun kind of, oh. yeah. For, for the crowd vote, I was also an eight-foot-tall inflatable monkey called Spanky. So, <laughs> was that for a uh, bachelorette party or? Okay, our puzzle guru, Ar Chung, is going to explain the rules of our game. Okay, Andy, you and Topher will be working together. You're going to hear a word or phrase read aloud by a proper Brit that only a true Anglophile will understand. And Andy, all you have to do is use that phrase in a sentence or two so that Topher can guess what it means in American English. <laughs> all right, here's, here's an example. Bollocks. The word was bollocks, and you might say, don't listen to that guy at the bar, he's talking bollocks. And Topher would hopefully answer rubbish or nonsense. So, Andy, you can use as many f- sentences as you need to get him to say the, the American version of the phrase. The only catch is you can't say any of the words in the phrase itself. And if you do, you'll hear this. And you'll have to move on. You've got two minutes on the clock. If you get stuck on a clue, you can pass, Andy, so don't worry about that. And if you get enough right, our puzzle guru will write you both anagrams of your names. I know. Think about it. There's a Z in my name. Just as a reminder, not easy. <laughs> Are you ready? Two minutes are on the clock, and it starts now. Dummy. So um, if, if, you, if you have a young infant that's teething, you need to put something in its mouth so that Pacifier. it... Pacifier. Correct. Boob tube. Um, a, a garment worn by ladies on a night out to accompany a miniskirt. Uh, a blouse. Uh, no, it's uh, something a little bit more economic. A shirt. Huh? A bra? No, 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 no. Okay. No, no, think of, think of the, think of, you know, uh, you know, think of the word tube. Uh, yeah. um, Sorry. Yes. My fault. No, give you a bell. So, um, if I'm going to give you a bell, I'm going to get on the blower. I'm going to... Uh, call me. Telephone. First floor. <laughs> That's not British. Ah... Uh. Uh, I, I suppose that means. Uh, um, oh yes, I see what you're saying. I get it. I get it. I get it. Okay, yeah. We, so we, when we go into uh, when we go into, uh, well, we don't get into elevators. We get into lifts. But if we were get to get into a lift, uh, we would then. If you press number one, you call it the ground floor, the second floor. Collie wobbles. <laughs> Again, no pressure. Okay, um, so if I've got the collie wobbles, you probably wouldn't want to stand next to me. You're sick. In the... The flu. Yeah, but I mean... Diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> Hundreds and thousands. Oh, yeah. Uh, so uh, if you have a, f- a cupcake, you, you pour on top hundreds and thousands. Sprinkles. Correct. Agony aunt. Yeah. 
<laughs> Brooklyn. Um, so, so if you write to an agony aunt, it's um, it, it's someone who who writes for a like a advice column. Yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. exactly that. Cotswallop. Okay, yeah. What's a load of cotswallop? Shit. <laughs> this is bull hockey bullshit. A load crap. of kind of, but, but actually the, the word the word is um, okay. So cotswallop is it's more it's more literary than that. It's more like. Hoo ha! Uh, <laughs> more literary than that. It's sort of uh, like what a load of. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Oh, good. Okay. Ah. <laughs> Ten seconds. Lollipop lady. Okay, yeah. So, so, so a lollipop lady. Um, well, if, if if kids are going to school and they have to cross the road, then crossing oh, road. Oh, oh, you said cross. Oh, what? I know. I... You guys already did better than we expected, just so you know. Basically, you got them all. We had one left. We had one left, which I, uh, I didn't know. Do you want to play it just for fun? Yes. Shanks Pony. Can you explain this to all of us, Shanks Pony? Yeah, Shanks Pony, that's, that's quite straightforward, really. Um, Shanks <laughs> Pony is if you need to get somewhere quickly and there's no other form of trans- transport, what do you use? Uh, a bike? No, uh, a taxi? No, no other form of transport. No form of transport. Your feet. Correct. You walk. Exactly. All Shanks' right. pony. Oh, so that's your Shanks' pony. Yeah. You Brits are so clever. <laughs> Puzzle Guru Archung, how did our VIP and special guest contestant do? Well, for doing so amazingly, Topher, your anagram is Hi, Bozo Report. That's, that's oddly appropriate, yeah. so thank you. <laughs> and Andy, you will be forever known as a nerdy kiss. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> How about a huge hand for our VIP, a nerdy kiss, Andy Circus. And if you saw Andy and Don of the Planet of the Apes, let us know if you were on the side of the apes or the humans. Just tell us by going to facebook.com slash NPR Ask Me Another. And now we're going to crown this week's grand champion. Let's bring back to How to Win at Trivia, Allison Jones. From the most unusual tea shop, Matt Jacobs. From Place That Band, Rachel Jacobs. And from Fairweather Friends, Cleo Conde. Our puzzle guru, Archung, will take us out. This final round is called Patriotic Language. Every answer is a common phrase that begins with a nationality. For example, if I said it's a yellow dairy product that is distinctive for its many holes, the answer would be Swiss cheese. We're going to play the spelling bee style, so one wrong answer and you're out. You only have a few seconds to give me that answer, and the last person standing is our Ask Me Another grand winner. As your prize, Andy Circus will record for you a voicemail message in the character voice of your choice. So, stakes are high. Here we go. Allison, it's deep-fried strips of potatoes common in fast-food restaurants. Oh, french fries. That's right. Matt, it's the process of using a bee byproduct to remove all the hair around your nether regions. Three seconds. Uh, Brazilian wax. That's right. <laughs> the only guy in the group. 
<laughs> Rachel, it's a non-technical name for conjoined siblings. Siamese twins. You got it. Cleo, the mostly incomprehensible Muppet character with unique culinary skills, known for saying, bork, bork, bork. Swedish chef. That's right, Swedish chef. We're back to Allison. Due to a trade embargo imposed in 1962, it remains illegal for American citizens to purchase these tobacco products. Cuban cigars. Well done. Matt, a set of nested wooden figures of decreasing size placed one inside the other. Russian dolls. That's right. Rachel, Kevin Spacey won a Best Actor Oscar for this film that was also named Best Picture. Three seconds. Oh, no. Oh, always get this one wrong. I need an answer. I'm sorry, time's up. We go to Cleo. Cleo, do you know the answer? The American President? The American President. No, I'm sorry, that's incorrect. <sighs> Quickly, you're down to Allison. Pay it forward. (laughs) Pay it forward is not correct. Matt, if you know the answer, you're our grand prize winner. American Beauty. That's right. All the American Beauties are behind you. But Matt, you did it. You're our Ask Me Another big winner. Congratulations. Andy Serkis will come out and record a voicemail greeting for you. All right, so uh, does Matt, Matt get a choice here? Can I, can I ask the audience? for it? Oh. All right, I figured as much, yeah. <laughs> Star Wars. Okay, here we go. Um, so, so, Matt, you're, 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 you, you, this is just your own personal answer phone. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and and do you do you t- just tell me a little bit about yourself so I can you know, you know just workshop this. What would you like to know? Well, uh, you know, do you have a partner or do, I mean, oh, that sounded like really. <laughs> I mean, I mean, do you, you know, are there any p- other people that you'd like me to include in this message? Uh, I'm actually getting married in a month. There you go. So. Yes. And what's your? F- and she's she's in the audience. Oh really? Yeah. And, and, and what's your fiance's name? Uh, Mel. Mel. Melissa. Mel. Hello, precious. Yes, yes, hello, precious. I'm sorry, but Matt can't be with you right now. No, no, he's with Mel. Yes, precious, he's with Mel, and they're getting married. Shut up. Shut up. You're not supposed to tell anybody. Oh, sorry, sorry, but he's my friend. You don't have any friends. Well, you can leave a message anyway. Oh, shut up. Circus. And that's our show. Thanks for listening. If you would like to be a contestant on our show, find us on Facebook or Twitter. Just look around for NPR Ask Me Another. And you can be a puzzle player anytime, anyplace by downloading our podcast from iTunes, Stitcher, or TuneIn. Ask Me Another's puzzle guru is Art Chung. Hey, my name anagrams to Narc Thug. Our house musician is Jonathan Colton. Thou Jolta Cannon. Additional puzzle writing by Kyle Beakley, Matt Foster, David Israel, Josiah Madigan, and Christine Walters. Ask Me Another is produced by Jesse Baker, Josh Rogeson, John Asante, Eleanor Kagan, and our intern, Kathy Zhao, along with Portia Robertson-Migas and Eric Newsom. 
We are recorded by Damon Whittemore and Kristen Moeller. We'd like to thank our home in Brooklyn, New York, The Bell House. Hot Heel Blues. And our production partner, WNYC. I'm her right begonias. Ophira Eisenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR. Here's a problem for you. Take the year of Stanley Kubrick's Space Odyssey and divide it by the number of amigos in a 1986 Steve Martin comedy. 600. Oh, it's so cute. They're doing long division in the air. It's amazing. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and we'll make math funny on this week's Ask Me Another, NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia. you're still here. Thanks so much for listening to Ask Me Another. Guess what? Pop Culture Happy Hour, your other favorite show, is going to be celebrating summer with a live show in Brooklyn at the Bell House on Tuesday, August 19th. So come join us for a fun night of games and quizzes and all things pop culture. It will be hilarious. And get this, special guests include me, Ophira Eisenberg, and our house musician, Jonathan Colton. So buy your tickets on Monday by going to popculturetickets.com. Dot org.